0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Daily Wildcat Football Podcast. Um, I'm Ryan Wall. Here alongside uh, our now former sports editor, Jordan Pollock. Jordan, this is the first time we've recorded in, uh, I believe, like a month or so.
1: I yeah, mean, the new year. Yeah. I haven't even seen you since last year. It's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, how are you today? I'm good, dude. I'm good. It's it's a good. It's been a good year so far. Nothing to really complain about. We've had some good football games and some not good football games.
0: Yeah, well, let's start off with the biggest football game um, of the year. For or college at, football, yeah. Yeah, college football. Um, we'll get into some of the semifinals a little bit later. They were not so great games. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the championship was uh, great. I mean, Georgia did win by 15 points, but it was close throughout most of the game. Up
1: until the last two minutes. Yeah, Alabama had a
0: much. 9-6 lead at halftime. Then Georgia went on a 27-9 run to end off that game, which was pretty crazy. Georgia won 33-18, to and they're the national champions for the first time, beating um, Alabama. Kirby Smart finally beats um, his former, uh, his former head coach, Saban, his former boss. Uh, yep. w- w- what did you see in the game? What do you think about
1: it? Um, it was, it was really, it was really interesting the first half with, uh, being nine to nine to six. Um, I remember Twitter was going crazy cause the Natty was played in Indian, Indianapolis, like big 10 country. And, and I remember all the, all the halftime tweets and it's like, if there's like two more punts, then Iowa will be named the national championship. <laughs> T- national champions because yeah. of how many punts there were and it's like you're in big 10 country you're just playing defense punting and kicking fuel goals mm-hmm. uh, but that quickly that quickly changed and but mostly the fourth quarter is when all the points were scored 29 points scored in the fourth quarter Yeah, crazy uh
0: i i think um it was a fun game yeah though. it was very fun one of the uh biggest x factors for alabama jamison williams projected top mm-hmm. 10 pick uh wide receiver He got hurt um, early in the game, and he was really good in the first quarter, and I think that made a big difference. I don't think that's the reason they lost. Uh, I never want to blame it, especially on football. You know, one player, uh, you know, being the main factor of winning and losing because so many things go in. But I really thought through three quarters, I feel like everything was going Alabama's way. I mean, yeah. I feel like that they had Georgia where they wanted them, and their offense just couldn't
1: strike where they needed them in that third quarter. Yeah, especially like they're within a, within a month out of that SEC championship, and I remember the first half of that game was super close, and then it felt like in two plays Alabama had like a 20-point lead. And so I think that's – we're almost accustomed to seeing that, especially between these two teams, like when they always have been playing in, in the SEC championship is like at one point it's close or Georgia's winning and then, oh, the fourth quarter starts, oh, it's time for an Alabama comeback, like here we go again. Like that's that's kind of the way the nature of this rivalry has been at least over the past um, five, six years since that first time they played in the natty with that uh, overtime win when Tua Teo Vialoga uh, hit a – Smith Devin Smith or not Devin Smith, Devante. Devante Smith in the in the end zone um, just to talk about the wide receiver that Jameson Williams injury I think did impact them um, also John Mechie who did not play in the game who was injured in the okay, SEC yeah. championship I think that also hurt them. Yeah, I think, like, um, the combination
0: of... If exactly. you were going to say... Those are their top two wide receivers. Yeah, if you were going to say both yeah. of them were going to be out, um, you know, because if you include Williams, he was out uh, th- about three quarters of the game or so. Yeah. So, I mean, if both of your re- receiver, best receivers are out that long, I mean, that will add up. I mean, you just saw Bryce... He, brace Young wasn't making great throws I mean he was thirty five for fifty seven and three hundred sixty nine yards a lot of throws. yeah, it wasn't great. He missed he missed a lot of throws. Don't get me wrong. I still like him, but I mean he didn't have a lot of options out there. He yeah. really really was kind of true. I'm not gonna you know say because everyone says, oh Alabama, they're all five stars. They do have good guys, other players, but that was a big factor but um uh going back a little bit before the game. I was a little it was just weird to look at it because coming into the game, Georgia, they were about two two and a half point favorites um, in the game. And I just thought that was a little weird because, as you mentioned, Alabama beat them pretty good, about the same as Mm -hmm. Georgia did in in the championship. A few weeks back Yeah, yeah you're and, right. I think those scores yeah, Were super close Yeah and uh, I'll admit I was wrong I, I thought Alabama Was going to beat him again People were betting On the Georgia of old From the la From the first About ten weeks Of the season And they got him. And Georgia's yeah. defense Was excellent And Stetson Bennett Didn't play I don't think he played In a great overall game But the last quarter And a half He really He really showed That he's A championship quarterback
1: Yeah He manage the game very well. And a lot of people hate that word, but that word those quarterbacks can win you championships. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think that's that was probably the biggest label that was put on Jake Fromm. And Jake Fromm just didn't show up in those late games and those fourth quarter games to at least carry over to win games. And I think that's one thing that we really saw from Stetson Bennett.
0: Um, Yeah, and a lot of people, you can use that word all you want. People used it for Tom Brady even throughout his career, earlier in his career. And it it doesn't matter. Stetson Bennett has that that championship, that ring forever. And he's a champion. He he likely won't be playing on the pro level, but he has that championship. And it's such a great story. He went to Georgia. um, He left. He played – he played uh, Juco football, and then he earned his spot back on. He didn't come back with a scholarship. He earned it. And then um,
1: – Well, didn't he, he walk was... on the first time?
0: Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the first time. First then, time he walked on, then he away. But then the, the, even this past year, coming into the year, he was third quor- – the first week he was the third quarterback on the depth chart. I just, mm. that, that one is the craziest. I've never heard, you know, a number one team <laughs> in wild. the country that, you know –
1: Number three on the depth chart just goes to number one. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. And they f- they switched him in like week three or four, kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, they, I, I think JT Daniels was the initial starter. He's the another, first few He's weeks. another
0: weird one. I, I, I don't really. Yeah, he was. I don't. And I, they, don't, they,
1: I don't know what's good with him. I, yeah, I don't either. It's kind of weird. Because now he's He on, just like announced his third, he third, he's transferring, year. yeah. But it, I, I mean. He still has like two or three years of eligibility, which is a while to think Yeah, about. I feel – yeah. Oh, he has two? I think he has two or three. Oh, I didn't think that much. He's like the new – it's sad, but what if he's like the new Tate Martell <laughs> who <laughs> <But> just retired? <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Um, But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, think, um, yeah, big,
1: big it, numbers that jump out from the game. I think Alabama throwing the ball twice as much as Georgia – which was expected is very interesting and also running the ball almost as much i think that's crazy and how many more plays alabama ran than georgia
0: (laughs) yeah i it was it was just a crazy game arizona or not arizona alabama (laughs) same thing (laughs) alabama uh we'll get into them a little later alabama uh, I love – Brian Robinson, I think, had a great stretch run down there mm-hmm. and was playing great football. He, he didn't play great, 22 for 68 yards, couldn't get anything going. But, yeah, overall, I mean, just a pretty dominant performance by Georgia. I think it's um, – the numbers, it's a little bit of an outlier because it was close throughout a lot of the game. But they got the job done, and they're they're national champions. Yep. And anything else you got from, from that – Great performance from Georgia.
1: Um that kind of game clinching pick six by uh, Ringo, who's originally from Washington but is a Arizona product, went to Saguaro Scottsdale in I didn't know in that in Scottsdale, which is a huge, huge machine for D one football players is some of the more popular ones. Uh, Christian Kirk went to Saguaro, who now plays or who formerly played for Coach Kevin, former coach. U-, U of A coach Kevin someone at a and and is now with the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Um, who else? Caden uh, Lyles, who's an uh, offensive guard, um, just transferred from Wisconsin to Florida State, went to Saguaro, a um, bunch of other guys, but they're a huge, huge D1 turner of college, er, of college football players from, from Scottsdale. So that was really cool to have a game-winning play from a guy from Phoenix.
0: Yeah, I think overall it was um, the idea of Georgia winning the national championship, someone besides Alabama. I think it's just great for college football. It shows that other teams can do it. Uh, Nothing to take away from Alabama. I mean, their run has been incredible by Nick Saban. He won't be there forever, but I still think they'll be dominant no matter who the coach is because I do think they'll get a top guy when he decides to hang him up but
1: i think he still could be there for a while which is kind of crazy yeah Um, i I
0: think georgia i mean alabama is not going away but something we talked about before that i wanted to talk about a little bit more is you know everyone's we've had it in the past throughout this show but about the college football playoff maybe expanding to more teams some people like it some people don't um do you think that because we, we saw two blowouts. Georgia blew out Michigan and Alabama um, blew out. Uh, why can't I think of that fourth team? Who? Who did Who, Alabama play in the first round? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. I t- forgot them because they, cause they <laughs> didn't show up. Um,
1: it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. It wasn't that bad. It the talent and discrepancy was bad. But the point differential was not even yeah, close but I, to as bad as Georgia. I, I do Michigan. agree with that, but Cincinnati did hang in, hang in the game.
0: But I do think it was like it was early from a very big, like a very early point. I think it was noticeable. Like I, I do think I do agree with that. Yeah, they only won by three. They only won by three scores, but I mean three scores is still a lot, a lot of points yeah. in a playoff game. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think we we were just talking right before about whether they should extend them or not, and I think I think just like even looking at the national championship game and how crazy that was was a representation of the season and how it's kind of, pretty much from the start it was two teams, Georgia and Alabama, above everybody else, and ev- and everybody else like was like competing and very like. Just like splitting wins and losses, it felt like. like I mean, people, it, people, This is the first year Clemson lost three games, yeah, but and people, two of them were ACC games. I'm just going
0: to say, this is people forget Clemson was a top three ranked team early in the season. Oh, they were. So, so they yeah. weren't, they weren't like from the very start, they weren't, um, you know, just and, not, and, not ranked. And top. they were,
1: they played Georgia closer than Michigan I mean, that did. That was a very close. And game. Alabama. That was a close game they throughout the won. whole thing. And Clemson couldn't do anything offensively, and their defense was on the field the entire time. And Georgia couldn't do anything offensively. Yeah, which is cr- still crazy to think they'll, about.
0: They'll they'll de- they'll definitely be back next year. I- I'd be shocked if two straight years they're not in that top five, top three.
1: Yeah, consideration. Being being a huge Dabo Sweeney and Clemson fan, I think they they need a few things to get back on top. I think pretty much mainly is just the offensive line and discrepancy and how bad their offensive line was this year. I think if they get that fixed, then they'll be back really quick. But I don't know if they're quarterbacks that I disagree. I think I think DJ, I think DJ is actually honestly, he's probably my f- favorite quarterback in college football. No, I just if you have a good problem. offensive line and good weapons, like I think if you switch him and Bryce Young, I think DJ does just as well. I think DJ wins the Heisman.
0: Uh, yeah i mean it's all what
1: ifs so we don't really know for the sure answer, but for sure
0: i mean i i also think um the guy what? that transferred to um uh i forget where he went where did uh spencer rattler go south, south carolina, south carolina. <laughs> yeah i'm just forgetting uh no, that's it was okay. a while ago but, yeah, Spencer Rattler, I still think he's really good, and it's the same thing. I agree. Thing. I think he is. And I, I think he is really talented, too. Uh, I, I, I think he was playing good. I mean, he had them to, I believe, 7-0, and and then he got benched, which, I mean, I still don't know if I agree with that. Caleb Williams did play great football down the stretch there, but Spencer Rattler's a really good quarterback, and I still think he'll be a top 10 pick, probably, in a few years, just based on his talent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, getting back to what I was saying and my point I made to you earlier is that people want – and, yeah, I said in the past I would like more playoff teams because the idea of more teams involved later in the season, better for more programs, you know, it just it, it benefits everybody. But when you're talking about the quality of football um, on the field, it just isn't great. And it's not just this year. We know it hasn't been great. I believe the plus this was the sixth year of the playoffs or seventh year. One of those two, and it, the the first round, that semifinal round, hasn't been great, you know, most of these years. So I mean, I I feel like it could just be what it is, and that's why it's hard to be a top tier program.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think, I think one of the biggest things that I've I've heard around this topic of of bringing more teams in, is that it it almost lessens the importance of the regular season. And so it's a lot less of oh, like, oh, you lost one game, you're still in the hunt. I don't think that hurts college football. Like I know even this year we talked quite a bit um like when Alabama lost to A and M and it was like that loss like didn't matter at all. I I I I personally just hated that idea that it was like, okay, this one team that is just, like, historically good, and they have nothing but five stars. They lost a game, so it's, like, almost their regular season. Like, we don't really care about their regular season because we know they're going to show up later, but everybody else, we really care about it. And so I think I think that idea of, like, making the regular season, like, less important or, like, less critical, I, I think that's kind of a wash because I think you have some of the top teams that – basically they can easily still get in with one of those losses or two of those losses. Yeah. Cause if we're but everybody else, no matter even how good they are, just because they don't have that name recognition, doesn't get a chance in that conversation.
0: Yeah. And if we're being honest, that is true. And it's really not fair to a lot of programs that, like you said, one loss could be the end of your season. If you yeah. lose If you lose uh, in the first few weeks, you could be, quote unquote, done for a lot of programs. A lot of teams like, you know, smaller Big Ten teams, even like Penn State or Wisconsin, even or like um, just any smaller team like that, that, you know, needs to go like Oregon, like when Oregon lost, they they beat uh, Ohio State and they lost like that. That was their that was their end. Because exactly. it's like a Pac-12 team can't get in with multiple losses. It's just impossible. And, like, if you go 10-2 and two and, say, win the Pac-12 championship, I think that should be good enough to get in. Yeah. How isn't that good enough to get in? It's like you it, – it just – because if you're comparing it, which it's not a fair comparison, but to the NFL, which we discussed this too, the idea of, uh, you know, an added playoff team to – this is the second year of that where they added a seventh playoff team and we know that those games were ugly – this past weekend, it's like they're rewarding teams to make the playoffs. The Steelers were 9-7-1. and So it's like yeah. you're two games over five hundred about, and you, you make the playoffs. It's like I, I don't agree with that either. I don't agree with a rewarding teams for being kind of mediocre.
1: Yeah. I think that's I, – I understand that. I think that's slightly different just because they already play, like, more games in the regular season. Like, now, like – to win the or to just playing in the super bowl that's what 19 games or is that 20 games and for an nfl team it's 19 uh, or 20
0: so it's 17 regular season and then it's well it depends if you make the if you play the wild card wild wild card division True. um conference championship that's four so yeah it's Twenty-one games. If you twenty-one games. It's twenty-one if you play the wild card. If not, it's still
1: twenty games. That's a, so even for the Chiefs. That's still a lot more the games. And those are those are against NFL quality teams that have NFL caliber players every single week. Like some teams are going to be worse than others. Like that's just the way football. Is. But it's like but the talent ca- discrepancy is not even close to like. The non-conference games, the SEC, the SEC teams will play, but like Alabama wa- or Georgia won the national championship, and they only played 15 games this season. Yeah, compared to that 21, like there's, I agree with that. There's but a lot. Back to this there's point, a huge like we talk about like the biggest thing with the college football player for right now with the four teams is like oh your resume, your resume, your resume, and you only have like 10 games to do that, and so the SEC they don't even play a ton of confer- or yeah, they don't even play a ton of conference games, and then they're non-conference. Usually they add one good team, and the rest are just slappies to get them ready.
0: Yeah, and going back to, you just said 20, well, we just said 21 games are the max possible, and the <laughs> max possible in college football is 14. So it's like... 15. Oh, uh, 15. Yeah, you're good. So it's like that's a big difference that's six game difference if you're you know a lot of guys you know going straight to the nfl obviously they get drafted to bad teams if they're good players and we know how that works but it's still it's still 17 games it's still more games true so it's i i just don't i think there can be some added games I'm not saying for college football. Yeah, I, yeah I, I'm I not to be saying the playoff. Maybe you just add game more games in the regular season. Maybe you you make more games in the regular season. I agree. And I think it also, which this will probably never happen, but I think the competition needs to be raised in the SEC, in the Big Ten. I'm saying non-conference, um, any conference, Pac-12. I just think teams should be required to schedule better competition mm. because then that would make it. So it's like cuz like Georgia they didn't play anybody all year basically. They didn't play. I forget if they played non-conference but it wasn't They played good. Clemson and that was it. So that yeah, Clemson was good, but besides that, um it's like they didn't play anyone the rest of the season, so it's hard to bait to get any base off anyone. And it was the
1: same thing with Alabama. They only played Miami week 1 and Miami was trash this year.
0: Yeah, so Alabama never plays
1: anyone good. But but I think it's it's tough because I'm I'm right on board with you, but it's like also those two programs, like like three years ago Miami was like really good. So I'm sure when they scheduled that game, usually they schedule those non conference games like seven or eight years in advance. So Yeah, Arizona Arizona's playing uh Alabama, Alabama 2024, twenty twenty four. Yep. Right? Home and home. Um but like I I give it to those programs for having that idea. Also, like if Georgia played Clemson any time over the last five years, Georgia probably loses that game. Yeah. I mean, they I, did I catch him on a down year. Exactly. But, but then again, if Georgia, is wild.
0: If, Georgia, if Georgia loses that game, I don't think their season should be done in week one. I agree. Because I think they should get credit for scheduling that game. I agree. But what
1: if it was a different team, though?
0: Because, like, another thing is bringing up another program who's on the rise, USC, which I think they're, they haven't, like, an unfair advantage to just because of their name and, you know, history. I think even if, like, Say next year, I'm not. Gonna, I don't think next year they're gonna be like a I top tier. So program, but like even when they do like become that, like if they that, squeaked in, no. But if they win, if they if they lose one game and win the pac club championship with other which other teams have, yeah. No, I think they'd make it oh, because I, it I I think 100 percent and that's what I'm saying. There's yeah. teams and programs that have unfair, you know, just an unfair advantage based on their programs history and you know blakeness, and it's like. If Arizona... Say Arizona ever got good and they lost one game in Pac-12 January, I don't think they get in like that. Yeah. So it's like... I, I, I Yeah, it's just... The committee... I think the committee is the actual problem. Not the teams, mm-hmm. any of that. I think the committee... I think they need to find a better way to either select the teams with a different committee, a different formula system, something different there. I think that's the problem. Yeah.
1: I think I think that idea of... Like, having, like, a system in place, I think, is very interesting. Like you say, almost having, like, a resume that teams have to have. Like, you have to yeah. have at least at least two non-conference Power 5 games. I maybe scheduled. That. I like, love that. I think that would be very interesting in it. And that should basically probably be based off of, like, teams' previous, like, five years, like, winning percentage, I would think because you don't want team you don't want like Alabama. Oh, well, we're going to schedule we're going to schedule a 10 year 10 year home and home and away thing every single year with Kansas and with uh, Arizona State. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't want that. No. So so there definitely have to be some some historical things going on, but then it'll get it I could see how it would get to a point to where like Kansas would not get any of those games, Arizona would not get any of those games. At least right now, just because those two programs haven't been winning much over the last few years, um, that there would be even some game discrepancies. Um, I really love even before this year when Texas and Oklahoma made the move to go to the SEC, when the Big Ten and the Pac-12 made the alliance. Quote unquote. Yeah, I don't know if like I love that for Texas and Oklahoma just because. Oh, the SEC move? Oh, no, I think it's terrible. Because but, I,
0: I don't know how. Why is that good for them? I, I don't. Because Oklahoma. Just because it's the SEC, Oklahoma's, that's why. But Oklahoma showed that if they're really good, and they have been in a lot in the past five to six years, that they can make the playoffs. So it's like Texas, the same thing. Texas just hasn't been good. Yeah. But if Texas, they have the, the program, the history, so. I mean, the if Oklahoma they, had, too, though. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. But, oh, okay. o- tr- you know, Texas hasn't been there in a while, but if Texas gets there, they can make the playoff. So it's like, yeah. I don't know why, because yeah, for some reason, I mean, the big 12 has been looked at high, in a higher regard than the Pac-12. Yeah. The yeah well, yeah. Years.
1: It's because of Oklahoma.
0: But now the, now the big 12 is going to suck. Maybe. I mean, who do they got left?
1: Well, the, the pretty much the best teams in, in the group of five are going there
0: yeah i just don't i don't know you know I feel um, about that. do you have any th- li- you have any last comments because i do want to do want to talk about our, the arizona wildcats
1: um yeah i think i think playoff expansion i think will come i think it should come i don't know when it's going to come because i think you just have too many possibilities for good games and good matchups and i think the talent indiscrepancies that we have seen in some playoff games and some blowouts that we've had I don't think is comparable to some of the really great games that we've gotten. And I know over the last the last few years that Clemson-Ohio State rivalry has kind of been a thing, which has been really fun to watch. Um, I think it was the last two of those games were super close, like yeah. one-two one, score games. Those were really fun games. Um, Even that, I remember that first year, I mentioned earlier, Trevor Lawrence's freshman year, that Clemson-Notre Dame game, the score was not super close, but it was a very fun game. And there was very, there's like three plays that made Clemson look like they blew them out, but that game was very close. Yeah, I agree. Um, That Oklahoma-Georgia game with Baker Mayfields, and I think it was like double or single overtime, Mm -hmm. great game. Uh, Baker was something different. Whichever. What other ones? The Alabama-Ohio State game in that first playoff game? Yeah, In yeah. the first playoffs? Yeah. That was probably still one of the best playoff games I've ever seen. Yeah. And I mean, that was a truly fun game. And that was a year where you had two uh, one-loss teams that were Power 5. What does it says? Power 5 champions. That's interesting. I didn't know they were both champions. Oh, it was because the Big, the Big 12 didn't have the championship before then so they had a share Baylor and TCU were both right there and I think both of those teams easily could have made the playoffs that year
0: yeah um, but yeah yeah, it was a great I think it was a great season um, overall college football for what, for what it was there wasn't a lot of you know as we know
1: it was a weird year yeah, that weird they capped year. off with a really weird and fun national championship I thought
0: yeah I agree but I um, team who didn't play great is the Arizona Wildcats, but it's true. they did make some noise over the past few weeks since we've been gone. And I just want to they start have. off with their the high, the highest and best recruit in a program's history, uh, Teterora McMillan, McMillan, if I'm pronouncing that right, I don't know. But the guy is a beast. He's a four-star wide receiver. He's the fourth-best um, player in California, fourth-best receiver, 45th in the country. Uh, he's 6'4", 185 pounds. W- what would you think about that and the impact that a guy like that can bring this program?
1: That's an awesome signing. Um, Servite is a legit high school program that pumps out guys. I remember when I was in high school, um, we would always do like seven on seven passing tournament leagues, and we would go to California for those. And I think it was my junior year. Yeah, it was my junior year. We went to we went to SDSU, and we played Servite. And they had a they had a five star quarterback that went to Oregon. He didn't play at all, uh, but he was legit. And the amount of talent that that school had, I just remembered was just like, oh, like if this team played in Arizona, they could probably win it all against anybody. <laughs> and so that that school is. There's a lot of schools in California. I think they're very similar to Saguaro that just pump out D1 college football players every year, but Servite's definitely one of them.
0: Yeah, he's not the only one. We yeah, also he got wasn't Keon, the only one. He Keon, was recruited Keon, by well, – no, don't Keon. they have
1: another one? I thought there was three from well, Servite. Yeah, 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 Noah Keon, Yeah, Noah Fafita.
0: Yeah, he's a three-star quarterback. And Keon Burnett, uh, tight end, four-star tight end, six-best tight end in the country, 6'4", 225. Arizona's recruiting class right now – He's ranked is ranked uh 22 in the country second in the pac 12 which is pretty crazy to think about it uh just yeah what what do you think about all that
1: it's i dude i don't know how they did it <laughs> i don't know how they got this great recruiting yeah class. i something i'll say it's really cool to before, see though that
0: is that something i said it and i don't believe and it's crazy to think about it is that i don't know how Jed fish did it like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what he's telling these people because i mean let's be honest i mean if we're going not just off last year but off the last few years it's yeah there hasn't been much bright much you know hope in this program so i don't know why a lot of these guys if i'm being honest would want to come here i mean they will get you know an, an earlier chance to start maybe to play a lot um to build a new program with a new coach I do get all those things, but I mean, a guy like, like McMillan, and it, it's pretty crazy that he would, he's a 45th best guy in the country. He would come to Arizona. Yeah. I can't believe it.
1: It's crazy to think that we can do this without being a school with tons of booster money. And we're not able to be like some of those sec schools dropping McDonald's bags with $50,000 in it for recruits. <laughs> allegedly it's, it's crazy. Even the transfers that we've gotten, seven transfers through the transfer portal, and they were all most a majority of all of them are like pretty highly recruited guys and they're coming from big programs. I think is really cool. Um
0: Yeah, they they have they have gotten a lot of guys. They're building something. <laughs> they have gotten a lot of guys. I don't know uh you know just off this, I don't want to say cuz all these guys are young guys as we know. For sure. I don't think they're going to add much winning this year but and i I just don't want to it's getting your hopes up and it's it's false hope because we know last year people predicted a few wins they got
1: one and i am one of those people
0: (laughs) yeah people already are maybe saying i've heard people say a few this year and i i I don't know i think think
1: they can aim for more progress than they had this year
0: yeah i mean if they the reality is if they get two wins that's
1: that's doubling up yeah, if they it's get doubling up, baby. If they get two wins, that's a
0: that's a win. So <laughs> it's, it's two wins. <laughs> it's really as simple as that. I'm not saying I, I do think the expectation should be higher because, like we know in college football, it's not all about recruiting. Recruiting is a big part. It's a huge part. But it, a though. huge part is development and coaching. Very true. On on the field when it comes game day, and I, I I'm still sticking by it because he needs to show more. It's I don't think Jed Fish has showed that he is a capable mediocre to high level you know game day coach i just don't yeah i just haven't seen that from him throughout year one it's only year one so i'll give him i mean he he gets another year but if 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 that doesn't change and he doesn't get better in those areas i think that talent won't be able to take a step forward because it starts with coaching Hmm. talent's a big part but if your play calling isn't up to par uh if your decisions aren't there um I, I don't know. My other thing is the one problem that they have, you know, they got Noah Fetita, uh and then they got a Jaden Delara from Washington State. They did get two quarterbacks, but I don't think either one is a total game changer. I think maybe in a few years. I, I still think for next year they don't have anyone too great. I don't think that position will be upgraded a ton. Right now they have five quarterbacks in the room.
1: Yeah. Uh, no I don't think it's no a huge upgrade.
0: So look, I, I think they have a bunch of guys who are very similar. And I think it's kind of like last year. Maybe, well, somebody is going to transfer probably probably one guy. Maybe probably one guy, maybe Plummer stays, and then he doesn't make the team. So maybe one to two guys. And then they have three to four guys um, you know, in camp to fight. I think they're just going to fight it out because I, I don't think any of these guys um, are that great. I don't think they have – and I think that's what they need. I think that's – it's the hardest thing to get. Even top programs can't get, you know, uh, great quarterbacks, and I think that's that's where it starts. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. I think – like, look at Texas. That's, like, been their biggest thing over the past two decades since Colt McCoy and, and uh, Vince Young is, like, they can't get quarterbacks to stay in Texas to go to UT. All these quarterbacks that are legit are coming out of – Texas coming out of the Austin area area and they can't get anybody to stay home. And I think that's it's been one cool thing that's been significant about what Jed Fish has done, like we're talking about a lot of these like big name recruits, but he's also still recruiting the state like pretty decently well. Um, I think they've got five four California guys in this class or four Arizona guys in this class.
0: Yeah, he's done a don't get me wrong he's done a great job um and it's pretty crazy 22 in the country for a team that was in the bottom three in the country or in just division one yeah. football yeah. in um, the fbs yeah. which is pretty crazy um yeah and i think that's really uh cool to see with this uh coaching staff any last thoughts before we
1: go um yeah i'm i'm curious I know one thing you were talking about is like developing players, and I think, I think that's one thing that will be interesting to see for this year. Because if that is something that they've really strongly put an emphasis on, we could see fruits of that labor as soon as this year, of some of these players that are being developed. And they yeah, have don't a get full, me wrong, I they, think have they have they a full offseason. They're going to play this year. A lot coaching. of these guys. A lot of these guys will play. But I'm talking about even like some of the recruits from last year and some of the transfers that they got from last year that played a little bit or maybe didn't play a ton. Yeah, I think they... Uh, like, I think Dorian Singer, I think that's... He's good. That's a guy to look at I, for I, next I, year I and mean, see how wide, he develops over the off season.
0: I think their wide receiver room is really good. I think there's
1: no worries there. Um, Which just crazy because they yeah, lost they, the best receiver that was really the guy only really doing anything all year. And Barry Hill.
0: Yeah. I still think they have a good... I still think with McMillan and they got the transfer. Um, they got the transfer Jacob Cohen uh, from UTEP. Uh, I think they'll be they'll be good. So yeah, I think that'll be good. But I think that's all we have time for today, Jordan. Thanks everyone for tuning in to the Daily Wildcat Football Podcast. I'm Ryan Wall. He's Jordan Pollock. Thanks for watching, listening.